Ladies and gentlemen, the magic in the attic is back at it again. And this time, we ain't leaving. We know it's been a long time since our last episode, and we thank you for all the encouragement to get back to the podcast. Before we go any further, it is extremely important to us that you reach out and let us know your questions, criticisms, funny memes. It doesn't matter what it is. We just want to hear from you. So please send us something to magicintheatticpodcast at gmail.com, and we would greatly appreciate it. We're going to need it if you want us to keep this thing going. So back to what's happening on this episode. Because we're making our comeback, our top five was top five personal comebacks. Then we start talking about why Elon Musk is so controversial to the left. Then we get religious on you. We talk about the non-denominational denomination that is the Church of Christ. And if that phrase makes no sense to you, you should probably skip ahead about 12 minutes and jump into the question that is whether Christians only need to follow Christ's teachings to be saved. We're really glad to be back, and we thank you for listening and supporting the Magic in the Attic podcast. The Magic in the Attic is back at it again. You just chill into the rhythm, and then the comes in. Is that a good way to start our comeback? It's good enough to me. Oh, man. Well, folks, we've been in Haiti for the last six weeks prepping. Doing good community uh, yeah, service true. for the people in Africa. No, Rather than I mean, a Haiti cold, is not uh, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than a cold open, uh, why don't we explain our, uh, our hiatus as told by JBM? JBM, tell the <coughs> listeners why we've been away. Well, we lost our host. Rip. Uh, yeah, he passed away. Um, I almost just don't even want to correct that. I just want to roll with it. He's, um, I mean, we spread his ashes uh, on the top of a mountain. In Alabama. Um, <laughs> yeah, we lost our host. We, uh, we all went through some withdrawals. We were a little bit sad. We also had a lot of things happening in our lives. And then... You, the listener, told us that we needed to come back, and here we are, and we'll never leave you again. I was surprised how many people were like, hey man, what happened to your podcast? What's been I, going on? I was very surprised by that same I, exact thing. And more I was like, people... how, come it says, how come it says we only have five listeners, but like a hundred people reached out to me? This doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> Something doesn't add up here. Dude, black market. Dude, I got a text message from our Swedish li- Swedish listener and was like, "Hey, what? Didn't yeah. we have somebody from Germany or Germany, Sweden, Sweden to us one time? Canada, Haiti? But I know Haiti. that guy. Yeah, I we know. know we know a lot of people in Haiti. Ah. We were there for a long time. In All Africa. right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back." To the magic in the attic, uh, a show that is about nothing and has no host. So I guess we'll just uh, roll with what we have here. Um, since I did a lot of the work this week, I guess I'll uh, I'll go ahead and take over, and then we can we'll probably alternate for you guys. I know some people uh, like Piano Man a lot better than me, uh, but I have all the questions on my phone, so I'll just take no it away. No one likes me. Uh, that's true, but we do like your mustache and the fact that you're still rocking it one month later is filling me with joy. It's here to stay. (laughs) It's here to stay. I love it. I love it. All right. Someone told me I looked like Val Kilmer from Tombstone and I almost shed a tear. You were proud of it? I would have. (laughs) It made me really happy. (laughs) Do more than shed a tear. I'll be your Huckleberry. All right. So top five uh, comebacks. Um, And my idea for this is because we're making our comeback. um, And I didn't want it to be like top five comebacks in a game. Like, cause yeah, I think we did that actually. Yeah. The Patriots beating the Falcons. 
the Boston Red Sox coming back, the Cleveland Cavaliers down three to one, that kind of stuff. Like all that said and done and done. So I was thinking like personal comeback. So people, celebrities, music artists, whatever that have been away or um, maybe athletes that got hurt or something and did something kind of miraculous. So um, Piano Man, why don't you take it take it away? Give us your top five list right, of comebacks. I'll start. I'll start with my number five because it has an asterisk. It's uh, Lance Armstrong coming back from testicular cancer. But, of course, he used steroids to make his comeback. <laughs> my man. But, but it was still, you know, live strong. You had to have the bracelet when you were in high school, middle school, whenever it was. Hey, you want to hear a crazy random thing about old Lancey? Mm-hmm. The first person to ever receive the surgery that saved Lance Armstrong's life. The first person to ever successfully receive that surgery was my ninth grade science teacher. Really? It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, they were like, hey, we, uh, they're like, we have this uh, new surgery we can do to try and save you. And he's like, cool. And they're like, it's never been performed successfully. Except for on this one dude that's a ninth grade teacher. No, that's what they said no, to my to ninth him. grade teacher. They're like, oh, it's never been performed successfully. I mean, I and guess, if, like, it's, right, I guess it. if it's life or death, you might as well. Like, all right, hey. Yeah, pretty wild. All right. Anyway, that's all right. really kind of cool, actually. I'll move on to my number four because it kind of has an asterisk, too. The return of the NCAA football game because it hasn't Ooh. actually happened oh, yet, but right. it's going to happen. It will okay. be. And it will be right. a great will be. return. Agreed. Nice. All right. My number three. I'm sure this will be on other people's list, but Michael Jordan's comeback from uh, retirement or gambling problems, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just cool how he came back because he's just like, yeah, I'm a boss. I'm coming back and I'm going to win some championships. What's up? And everybody, I don't know. All right. Number three, or I just did number three. Number two, Tiger Woods winning the major after coming back from back surgery. That was pretty – I actually never thought he would win another tournament, and he proved me very wrong on that by Dude, winning no, a major. No one else, after having a few spine, has ever won a tournament. No one, no one's even played on PGA Tour, let alone he went and won the, um, the Masters. Yeah. yeah, pretty amazing stuff. And then my number one, you guys will never guess this one, Larry David's comeback to television – by after Seinfeld, his comeback was Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Greatest comeback ever. Dude. Curb you know Season 10 was dude, a great comeback. You know yeah, I, was, I was thinking about that one, but I was like, I think it'll be better if I just do it as Curb Your it's, Enthusiasm. It's funny that you say that we would never guess it, but I, I almost said that. But Curb was so soon after Seinfeld that I left it off. But I thought of that too. But that That's could have been good because Season 10 was like really funny. Yeah. Love yeah, I thought show. about just doing season 10, but then I was like, ah. Oh. To be fair, I was not watching Curb Your Enthusiasm when I was 10, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, good list. JBM, do you, uh, do you have a list for us? I do, and two of those were on it. The Jordan comeback and Tiger's victory in 2019 at the Masters. So I'm going to kick those out. Um, number one is Dogecoin. Massive comeback today. We're up to 57 cents. We're up 32% on the day. Things are good. No, that's not really one, but I thought of it. Um, my number five is me reading. This is Since it was personal comebacks, this is a comeback for me, and I'm very happy I've done it. Just to update our listeners, since I know you care so much, I am halfway done, or I'm like 90 pages away from being halfway done with my goal to read a book a week for a year. Um... No, number four, how about Kevin Costner in Yellowstone? I feel like Kevin Costner had a great run in the 90s, and then he kind of disappeared for a long time, and Yellowstone is really cool. Um, number three, how about NBA uniforms that fit? Basketball <laughs> jerseys that fit. Shorts that fit. Um, I actually think this applies like just to fashion in general right now too, but I saw a picture the other day of like, man, those early two thousands when Iverson and Kobe were wearing shorts that were like touching their ankles was so crazy. I can't even believe that happened. Um, 
And let's see, that was number three. Number two, I think I've run out of the list. Maybe Doge was part of the list. How about number one, Johnny Lawrence with his comeback in Cobra Kai. The Karate Kid, great run in the 80s. Goes away for a while. Uh, I mean, How I Met Your Mother kind of brought Johnny Lawrence back to the forefront. Um, and then he was just like, hey, let's just make this a show. And started filming it. They put it on YouTube. Then they got picked up by Netflix. They've had three seasons. And his character is just so, it's so much better. It's great. It's a great comeback in every aspect. I love it. So I don't know if that was five so you, or six. But... You would recommend that show? It's good. Dude. It, I've heard it's okay. good. I'm not, so Co- I'm not watching Cobra Kai, I mean, it's great from like a perspective of like, you're like, it's it's an 80s homage. Like, it's cheesy, but like, it's like, it's so much fun. We ate it up. I've heard it's great. I've not watched it, but um, no, that was a good list. And throwing a personal one on there, I think is good for the uh, listeners. The fact that you've continued to do that is pretty impressive in its own right. All right, so I have mine. I'll start off with an honorable mention that I had uh, as my boy Grover Cleveland for uh, winning the presidency, (laughs) losing the presidency, and then winning again, baby. So, I mean, hey, he's the 22nd and 24th president. So I felt like I had to keep him on the list. Hey, if Trump does it, then Cleveland is out. But for now, he's he's, uh, six. Is um, Donald Trump going to give it a – I'm just going to go on a tangent. Is he going to give it a shot the next election? You I think? think he's just going to pass it to DeSantis, but we can get into that later. Nah. Uh, Trump don't pass in? nothing to right. nobody. Hey. I hope he does, but he ain't going to pass nothing. We'll see. I think you're – yeah, he'll probably run. All right. My number five, I had that actor, Jackie Earl Haley. This was a uh, child – star like he was he was in tv shows and movies when he was a kid and in 1993 he just quit being in movies like for good like i'm done 13 years later he gets back in the game um and after all that time comes back as like an older man and uh he gets nominated for an Oscar in like his first movie, and then he just takes off. He's in Watchmen, he's in Martin Scorsese movie, and ends up having like this really good movie career for about ten years. He's fallen off a little bit since, but I thought that was kind of a cool story that he just kind of like gave up, and then he came back and immediately was nominated for an Academy Award. So that was kind of cool. Um, my number four uh, is Star Trek. So Star Trek only lasted for three seasons from 1966 to 1968. Basically fell off the map. It got canceled. Viewership was kind of so-so in the the last season. Um, And it took them 11 years. And due to the popularity of Star Wars, they were able to make a movie. But what I think is phenomenal about that comeback is the movie wasn't even good. Like, it's actually kind of terrible. So the fact that it survived a decade of no show, um, not that great of ratings to begin with, a bad return movie, and it's still the phenomenon that it is, that's a pretty crazy good comeback, I would say. Um, my number three uh, is Michael Vick. The man was in prison. He comes back from prison. He gets on a team, and everybody's like, well, he's just a backup, whatever. His first year as a starter has a career high in yards and touchdowns and made a Pro Bowl for the first time in 10, in 10 years. Um, and for a long time was an MVP talk. I mean, like, I know some people don't want you to praise Michael Vick, but I don't, man, that's crazy. The man was in prison for two years, and – Then all of a sudden he's MVP candidate and he throws for over 3,000 yards the first time in his career, like three years removed from Atlanta. I mean, why don't you have Bobby Petrino on that list with him? Yeah, I guess that's true. He's come back to Louisville. Um, my number two was Tiger Woods as well. Um, and one stat that I thought was pretty crazy, uh, was he only competed in one tournament from 2015 to 2018 
And in that time, fell out of the top 1,000 golfers for the first time in his career. And then later that year, not only did he win the Masters in 2019, but he also won the Tour Championship in September of 2018. And that was kind of like the precursor to him winning the Masters. So the fact he didn't just like come back and win the major, which was awesome. The man literally did not play golf outside of one time in three years, and he won the Tour Championship and the Masters within a five-month span. Is incredible. He won uh, the Tour Championship and didn't win the championship. It was really stupid. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's why they. Cha- I think that's why they changed it. Cause like he won, but he didn't actually win like the FedEx Cup or huh. whatever. Yeah, he didn't win the cup, but he won the championship. So now they yeah. changed it to where you like start out with a certain amount of strokes. No, so I that... think they did that too back then. Maybe not. No, because then he would have won. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did it for a long time that way. It was goofy. Why well, didn't I didn't I didn't see that? That's pretty cool. I mean, I but I just thought. I mean, he's on all of our lists for that reason, but I thought I would go into a little more. Like, the man was seriously off the map. Um, <clears throat> and my number one is Elvis Presley. He didn't perform live for eight years. He literally served in the military. He was away from touring. He didn't put out an album. In that span of time, he came out with his comeback special in 1968, and within a three-year period, he's the highest-selling artist of all time, and he is the Elvis that you know now, all from the comeback special. So that's my number oh. one. Is this so, yeah. our comeback special? Put us I, on the map. That's it. Best sellers. Top I know eight. what I forgot. I forgot to write it down. I even thought of it earlier. I was going to say Captain America. He was frozen in ice. There you go. <laughs> And then he came back to like the modern world and he was like, all right, whatever. I'll just keep doing what I do. Or Robert Downey Jr. He Mm. was frozen in a haze, all the drugs that he did. And now he's Iron Man. (laughs) Was. Spoiler alert. All right, true. Well, if that's everything, uh, I guess we go ahead and get started. Uh, I had a question. Wait, 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 wait. Listeners, we're going to insert this in the intro to this too. We need you, if you want this podcast to continue, we need you to send us questions. We want your critiques as well. What can we do better? What do you want to hear more of? What can we be better at? What do we need to get rid of completely? We need your help. Also, since this is a podcast of top fives, send us five reasons. <laughs> why you missed magic in the attic podcast or just one but Sorry, we want to hear from you of. we want to hear if you're listening or we just hear send us you. a spam email we just want something <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> send us a meme whatever what? yeah send yeah, us down. a link to memes send us a stock tip i don't know insider trading speaking of stock tips Dogecoin did rally today, which leads me to my question for the week. Um, so there's this thing where Elon Musk is supposed to be hosting Saturday Night Live. But it's like, should he be hosting? There are people on Saturday Night Live that are going to boycott and not do the show. Like the actors, they're like not going to be in the episode because he's controversial. And it's like, why is Elon Musk controversial to the left the man literally created the most efficient green vehicle that there is and like in the thing with dogecoin he's giving an outlet for the little man to harass other billionaires isn't that something that the left like generally would champion so i want to ask you guys why does the left hate elon musk and why is the right like embracing him i just don't get it well we were talking about this a little bit earlier and i actually think i kind of found an answer to this through our discussion and it's because the left loves people who do exactly the same as them and elon musk does what he wants to do 
and the left will hate people that do what they want to do because they want compliant people, not independent people. And I think a part of your question you didn't really get to yet is like the right embraces him, even though he's really not like any kind of right wing dude, but it's just cause like he's an independent guy and conservatism is about, you know, doing what you want to do as an individual. So yeah, leave hopefully me that's alone. a good answer. Yeah. 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 I, I don't really have a, a whole lot of a different answer there, but like, I, I think that at the end of the day, like they, they want you to do what what they're telling you to do, um, and he is he just cuts against that cloth so hard, and he um, I don't know he he's also just he's funny, like in this super weird way, like he's probably not the kind of guy that if you were just like hanging out with him when he was like in his like twenties that you'd be like man this guy's hilarious. But there's just something about, like, I guess it's because he has been become so successful and everything. Like, he's just hilarious. But he, he's just, like, a realist, I feel like, um, when it comes to a lot of things. Uh, whether that's him, like, creating some crazy new technology or, or what have you. Uh, but I, I think it's just because, I mean, he's just said things here and there that, uh, that they didn't like. And it's, uh, it's very silly. But why do you think somebody in a very similar, I don't know, status of him like Bill Gates has stood with, you know, the media? Like, why he are, does what they tell him to do. I guess that's true. Because Bill Gates stood to gain a lot from the vaccine. He's like, I'll do whatever you want. Just jab people. What has Bill Gates done <laughs> that stood up to the left ever? No, well, I mean, he's like um, a massive capitalist that takes control of everything he can with his money. I mean, he just yeah. has done that. Yeah, he does that, but he says, the, like, no, you should tax me more. You should take my money. But he yeah, because he has, because he understands that the left allows his business to have so much power that it's actually beneficial for him to align himself with the left. So, and did. Didn't he also create the thing that was like um, give half your wealth when you die, or was that Warren Buffett or somebody like that? No, that was the government. Gates. That was the government. That well, I mean, tax you sixty percent on your estate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just mean like, isn't there some like pledge that a bunch of these billionaires have done where it's like when they die they'll give like half of their money to some charities or something? I think he created that, or if he didn't, he's like. Because I remember there was this huge thing where a bunch of lefties were mad at Jeff Bezos because he was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Wait, who, who's about to be richer? Jeff Bezos' ex-wife or Melinda Gates? <laughs> Bezos, right? He's richer than Gates, isn't he? Well, he, he was, but they got divorced like a couple years ago. Bill Gates is just getting divorced now. Uh. I don't know. All I know is... Jeff Bezos got she divorced, and then instantly his wife was like top ten richest people in the world. <laughs> like, like, That's really funny. for no reason. I think it's pretty good. Jeff Bezos' wife has been spending that money, or something. Yeah. She's lower on the list. She dropped out of the top ten. Probably. I don't know. The thing, realistically, Elon Musk and Mark Cuban are just staking a ton of money into Dogecoin. And yes, yeah, some people are making money from it, but they're probably like really reaping their rewards. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Well, Elon's been hesitant because somebody owns like 80% of Dogecoin. Oh, and yeah. he's like, ten, 10 people own 80% of it. He's like, he's like, if you would really, if the people would relinquish this, I would like fully, fully endorse this. And I would put a ton of money in here, yep. but that's his concern with it. Well, I mean, some things get created as a it's funny joke. Cause he's, it's funny because you said Dogecoin was like, you know, so the little guy can get back at the billionaire. Then you're talking about the billionaires are the ones making bank off of it. So it's kind of funny how you say that. Well, no, like I think that that's part of the reason he does it, does it. But I think another reason he does it is because he's got a lot more money than us. And so he can dump, you know, a million dollars. And when Doge goes from 20 cents to 50, you know, it's not like me putting a thousand dollars in, you know. <laughs> well, here's what's crazy, man. How about all these people who just don't even realize that if they do it 
if they do what they're supposed to do, they're going to get throttled by short-term capital gains taxes. Like, mm-hmm. it's like 43.5%. I'm surprised that... It's crazy. Four years ago. I'm surprised this so stuff... I haven't sold a Bitcoin <laughs> since. <laughs> that ain't true. I'm su- I'm surprised that like stocks like that haven't taken a hit more over this capital gains tax. Honestly, wait, but, what? Wait. Well, like, has it has it gone through yet? Has the capital gains tax gone through? I mean, yet? it's already. I mean, like the new tax. law where it's like wait, what's really the new high. One? Yeah, what's the new Did, law? Isn't isn't? I don't think it's propo- changing that much. People just go crazy because Joe Biden says something about it. I thought they like it was already proposed- ridiculously high. It's forty three and a half percent. It's insane. Yeah, for short term. Yeah. So I think the long term might be going up or something. I think that's what it was. And so I was wondering, you know, long term's only fifteen percent, or maybe twenty. Uh, maybe they should just make them zero. Yeah, because if you're smart, you should get to keep your money. Anyways, um, do you guys want to answer a listener question? One old one that yeah. we have for a while. Okay, you guys ready? From All Day Mark. All right. All Day Mark <laughs> sent us a bunch of questions a long time ago, and uh, we've gotten to two of them on our Lost episodes, which you guys will be able to listen sometime later in the week. Um, but we're going to ask another one. So this one, um, do religious colleges that are – not supposed to be affiliated with a specific church contribute to the institutionalization of the non-institutional church of Christ. Like do they, do some of these churches and organizations kind of become where um, these churches are more like a denomination, I think is, is the point, right? So he had another question about that, but I guess we can kind of discuss them both. Um, does a university that is not affiliated with the church, but basically comes out and says yeah, we get into that. all the other stuff, then does that sort of make the Church of Christ a denomination by affiliating yourself with that institution? JBN. Bo- bonus question. <laughs> What's wrong with denominations? Well, that, uh, <clears throat> I guess that I can be get a question into that. for next week. Right? Part, yeah, I mean, part really two. Like totally I guess part two of the it. question. Um, let's see. What is, uh, he does? He did. He did ask that question. Um, you know, okay, is, let's just go for it. Let's just go it, for it. Then. Is go the Church of let's Christ start with the first a denomination? One. And does start that with the first push it? Start with the first All question, right. then we'll move to go. it. Go, JBM. Say the first question again. Now you've got me confused. Well, like, so. Just read it. The Basically, does Florida College was, contribute to the institutionalization yeah. of the Church of Christ that's supposed to be non-denominational? And does that make it a denomination? Or are we more of a denomination now than we ever have been because of religious institutions like that? Right. Um... Are we more of a denomination now than we ever have been? Yes. Is it because of that? Mm. I don't really think so. I mean, I don't know. Like the church, I don't know. There's a there's a very muddled history about the origins of Florida College um, and how exactly the funding came to be. But... I don't know. I mean, the church is kind of the reason that Florida College exists. So I guess it's in, in a, I guess you could go, you know, in circles with it. But um, I don't, I don't think Florida College is like bad for the church. I don't, I don't think that religious schooling is bad for religion by any means. That's my two cents. So my answer to this question will be based on, I don't, do we, have we talked about, we might've talked about this on previous podcasts. Remind me if we have. Um, but, uh, so like the Baptist church would have a big convention where they send certain people from the leaders of certain churches to basically make the rules for the Baptist church, like the new creed type of thing. But for the church or for Florida college, what they do is put on this lectureship where they like have the certain leaders, leaders of the church, uh, put together 
a, uh, you know, their ideas of what the church should be almost. And then if, if there are changes to the church, like you look to the way that the biggest church in Florida college does like a certain thing, then it's like a standard that's been set as to whether your church could or could not do that. Now the counter argument is that like the church I go to now could care less what other churches do. Like, so in that sense, no, Florida college hasn't contributed anything to my church, like how we function, but I could see how something like the lectureship is basically just a big convention for the church, non-denominational church of Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with JBM. I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, places like Florida college, uh, I mean, I'll probably encourage my kids to go somewhere like that. You know, I think all of us um, have positive experiences that have come from that school, whether when they were there or like, you know, the friends that we've made because of it or certain other things. So, and we've talked a lot here recently uh, with some of the books that we've read about how there's really nothing wrong with having Christian based entities, right? Be better than going to a public school. Uh, where you're taught other things. So having God as something central uh, to your institution, like Florida College, I think is a good thing. And I'm I'm down with that. But I also agree with what you said, Piano Man. I think the lectures and certain things like that, it could be like, hey, if you want to be right and have the right idea, let's go see these certain people who have been handpicked and they are not from any other church. There's no other religious affiliation that these people are behind. They have to go to XYZ's church or they can't talk. And then a lot of people basically say, go there. And that sort of becomes that centralized entity. And I, I think for in individuals, there are certain individuals that are like, if you don't go to Florida College, you're not as good of a Christian as me. I don't know if that makes the churches of a collective, but I do think there are some elders in non-denominational churches um, that hold that belief. And since they hold that belief, it leaks into the system. And I do think that makes the church Doesn't more of a non-denominational to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I found the other question. The other question was, is Alexander Campbell overrated in the church? Or are we just another spoke in the wheel? Alexander Campbell is claimed by other churches too, not just the Church of Christ. So are we just another denomination and has the Church of Christ become a denomination? So like, are we just like... Well, that's a question, but yeah. I think the better question was what uh, JBM actually said, which is, is being a denomination actually wrong? And... I would say, actually, the answer to that is yes. Well, I guess it depends on your definition of the denomination, right? So if, if the denomination means there's a central authority that's not Jesus, that's making the decisions for all of the churches throughout the entire United States, then I would have an issue with it because that goes against the principles laid out in the Bible itself. Because Jesus says, like, follow me, so... But I, that's kind of the next question, too. So we're not going to get into that quite yet. Yeah. But, but that, what are your thoughts, JBM? Yeah. I just really want to know what Tim Tebow thinks. <laughs> what? Uh, T Tebow's doing the, uh, what do they call it? The leadership dinner thing at FC. Uh, <clears throat> oh, is he really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Except now maybe he's going to play for Urban Meyer, so I don't know what's going on. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, are we talking about Alexander Campbell now? Well, just, that was it. Like other churches claim Alexander Campbell. So are we just like them? We're just another spoke in the wheel. We're a denomination. I think what Piano Man said was right. I think if you have a central government within your church like a creed that is not jesus that's not okay i do think back to the first question about florida college some people do that well that's so it sounds like what you were saying earlier was florida college has like a shadow government over 
the denomination known as the non-denominational well, Church of Christ. I don't think the school <laughs> does it on purpose. I don't think the school <laughs> does it on purpose. Right? I think the point of the question is is do they contribute to people acting that way and thus we've be, become mm-hmm. a denomination. Um well yeah, I mean I stick with my first answer on that. I, I don't think I don't think that the school contributes to that. I mean, I think it's just, it's people like it's just always individual people and people that people, you know, folks would consider leaders when they make certain decisions in any body, like the larger something becomes and the more people that are connected to something, the more power that thing has. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like overall Florida college has certainly done a lot more good for young Christians than it, than it's done bad. Um, you know, whatever, whatever those good and bad things might be, but that would be my opinion. So do you think denomination being a denomination is wrong or bad? Uh, um, I mean, I guess I would, I, I think it really is just all about like, are, are you, I guess it, it comes back to de- de- defining denomination, kind of like you said, but like if you're doing the things that like the New Testament says you should do, if you're doing the things that, you know, you're supposed to be doing and worshiping God, then I mean, I don't think there's a problem with it if you've got like your church and then there's a sister church or whatever that, you know, is on another side of town or something like I guess, I guess it just it. I mean, it always just comes back to money and what you're doing with it, really, I feel like. but it's a good point, though. Because you're all supposed to be one church anyway. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's a, a denomination under a people following Christ, right? Yeah. Like, that's it, why it's the church yeah. of Christ. Like, yeah, that's we, what they always say, right? If the centralized leadership of your denomination is Jesus Christ, then you're good. But and we have an like, example of that not, in the Bible. Like... The apostles literally went church to church and they wrote to different churches and said, this is how you should act and this is how the church should perform, right? Like that was their job. So we have examples of people going cross church, cross churches, right? And like, you know, like prophesying, I guess, to one another. So in that regard, I think that's right. It's not a big deal. Um but I think Piano Man's point about <clears throat> do we put something over Jesus, right? So in order to be a, and I don't mean to, I don't want to like slander any churches, but like Catholic, Methodist, I guess maybe Baptist, I'm not sure. In order to be those churches, you have to have some type of creed or something that you follow in order to be that church and put that name on your building. I don't know if that's biblical. But everything else you've said, I think, the is. The building? No, like okay. the creed <laughs> behind it. The creed behind it. That's a different topic. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But that gets into our final question, right? Walker, uh, if you want to take it away. I, I know this has been Who's something that? on your Who's mind. The piano, piano man. The piano man no, with yeah, his question. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, I feel like I always bring this up. If I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast, but we have this discussion a lot. And it's basically, you call yourself a Christian, right? That you've agreed to follow the rules that Christ has deemed for you. Like you say, yes, I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God and I'm willing to follow what he tells me to do. And then we turn around and then we say... Well, you ha- in order to be really a Christian, you have to follow all these things that people said you have to do that aren't Jesus. And I do understand the argument that that Peter he, he was like, "Oh, Peter, here's the keys to the kingdom." Um, like, obviously, he had some power to establish some rules. Okay, so so there there is that argument, but ultimately, if you only followed what Jesus said and the rules that 
that are written down that Jesus said, right? Would you be able to make it to heaven? Because I believe that, that you would be able to, but then, then I can turn around sometimes and say, well, Paul says to do this, and if you don't do this, you're a sinner. And they're like, is that actually okay to do? I don't know. That's the question. You want to go right. first? Sure. Um, I mean, to answer the first part of that, like, could you just follow what Jesus said? and be Like, if all you did was find, like, the book of Matthew laying on the ground, right? And then you're just like, okay, I'm going to do what this guy said. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like you could definitely go to heaven. Um, as far as the rest of it, I... So, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of, this is something that's been on my mind a lot the last few months. So, like, if, in fact, Jesus sent the apostles to come spread the word, right, as we read that he did, then, as you said, they have some kind of authority to establish the, you know, the actual church. Um, And then if we're to believe that Jesus literally stopped and spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus, which we're told in Acts, um, then it would stand to reason that these are also things that we should be doing. Uh, I think where the water gets muddy sometimes is when people pretend that everything Paul ever said was like his divine authority where in reality like it it's just a lot of it's just like hey this is my opinion this is what I think and people will be like oh no 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 he only meant that about literally just the next sentence he said when he said like this is my opinion but like I don't know just it doesn't mean it doesn't mean any of Paul's ideas are bad at all. Like they're certainly not. And without Paul, like there would be a lot of confusion, I think, with how things were to be run. And so I think that there's a great great deal of importance on that. But I mean, when in doubt, just do what Jesus said. Yeah, I think the book of Corinthians first Corinthians is um grossly like overanalyzed at times. Like you talk about the uh, <clears throat> the church building, there are certain things that I think that we don't do that we just completely ignore because of a few verses that Paul maybe are taking out of context. And I think even in those verses, what he said are still truth, but like how extreme are we really to take it? I go back to the actual Bible for this question, though. Acts 8, the Ethiopian eunuch, was saved because, I mean, he, he says, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and said, did you understand what you're reading? How can I, unless someone guides me? He invited Philip to come with him, uh, and then you know the rest, right? He says, where's some water that can be baptized? So he just tells him that the prophecy in Isaiah was fulfilled, tells him the story of Jesus, and he was baptized and saved. What do we tell everybody who comes to church? If you sit and believe and you understand that Jesus is the son of God, you can be baptized. And if you're baptized, if you get baptized and you die like 10 seconds later, you're going to go to heaven. Right. Right. But Jesus himself did say to do that as well. It's not like Paul was like, Oh, you need to do this. Right. The the first thing we say when someone comes to church is put on a mask. But then after that, <laughs> and sit uh, two <laughs> rows apart, um, or register for church. Uh, um, yeah, Jesus needed an email for us to. I gotta know if you're coming to this side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think we can be saved. We can be baptized on just the words of Christ. Um, but if we, uh, uh, as we live and we have the Bible, and we can read the scriptures and understand it, and establish ourselves in the church, I do think that we are supposed to follow the guidelines of the rest of the Bible, because otherwise, what would be the point of the Old Testament, which I've been, again, I've been reading this year, and it's been really enlightening, some of the stuff that's in there. Um, 
So that's what I, I think you can be saved. And I think that, you know, in that circumstance where it's like, if you just read the gospels, then you got baptized on your way home, you got a car wreck and died, would you go to heaven? Yeah, probably. Right. But I think if you've established yourself as a Christian, then the epistles and the rest of the Bible really does matter to your salvation. And if you ignore that, then you're willingly ignoring it. And I think that can be, can and probably would be a problem. That would be my answer. Yeah. Well, so we say, like, to me, I, I truly believe that if you follow Jesus' words, then you can be saved. Like, I truly 100% believe that. Now, as a, I like to conservatively read the Bible, and, and I do believe that the other apostles are trying to give you the guidelines to, like, follow Christ. And so I will follow what they say. Where I have an issue is condemning someone else on the basis of what someone not Christ said. Um, like, I'm going to do that. Like, that's it, just out of principle of trying to, I guess, be safe, even though God doesn't want you to just, like, be safe. But that really is kind of the principle I, I, I adhere to when it comes to the Bible. It's like, if it says it, I'm going to just do it. Um, but I do have an issue with, I guess the denominational church of Christ, the non-denominational denomination of the church of Christ. <laughs> we, we often condemn other people and other churches for things that Jesus didn't say anything about. And I have a problem with it. But I think. at that point, we're I'm, just I'm talking. still talking through it. I'm talking through it, but I think I have a problem with that. Well, at that point we're talking about like modern day Pharisees, right? Right. There's nothing wrong with being a Pharisee and doing what the, what the Pharisee said to do. The problem is when you start saying, oh, you have to do this to be saved. That's kind of where I'm at. Well, or the um, idea that if you aren't XYZ, you're 100% going to hell. I don't think we can make that right. determination. But there right. are people who do that. Exactly. And, and that's a big issue to me. Like It's like, well, if they follow what Jesus said... They should be able to be saved. Like we shouldn't be saying this other stuff. Okay. Sorry. I've been talking too You're much. Fine. JBM, you have any other thoughts on it? Or do you need Tim Tebow? I think Tim would be helpful in this situation, but no, I don't think I have any other thoughts. That's pretty much uh, where I'm at at this present juncture. Again, as was noted, this is something that's been discussed. I think a lot more probably off off air than on air with this crew but it's something that i i don't know i i uh am kind of battling through myself with regards to like okay like like i sometimes i wonder like okay what what would christianity look like if literally all we have was the gospels like what would we be doing because a lot different yeah it, it would be a lot different and i don't know i mean jesus entire life was about like how we should treat other people and many times now our entire life becomes about like how we should run worship service or something i don't know like it it just seems like the emphasis has kind of moved off a little bit and i don't think that's any one individual's fault by any means but like we just i don't know it just seems like a lot of times we where we could be focusing on like hey what what like literally what would jesus do in a situation where like well you know let's go see what paul or peter said which is great that's good information but like what did jesus actually say about a topic and i think right i don't know so I will say this. So if, if you're like listening to this and I'm not meaning to like do a plug here, but you heard like I'm, I've been thinking about this a lot. JB has been thinking about this a lot. I'm sure Midnight Mark's been thinking about it as well. Yeah. If you have some opinions on this, <laughs> we would love to hear your opinions because yeah. we think about it. So if you have any thoughts on it, send it yeah, our way. We would love to hear if you know, people have a strong opinion on certain topics. We'd love to hear that too because we're just trying to better ourselves. Part of the reason we're doing, part of the reason we do this is a goof off, but the other part is because we really want to learn more. And I've, 
I know that since we've been doing this podcast, since we've been talking more about this, there's a lot of things that I would have never questioned that I do now. And I think it's good for me. Um, and <clears throat> I think all those things that you said before JBM are right. Um, I mean, Jesus did tell the apostles to do that stuff, right? I mean, he said, go spread what you've been taught. And there's only a certain amount that we have of Jesus. He only preached for a certain amount of time. Um, and so I think a lot of the structure of our church is basically because of Peter and Paul, right? If they didn't exist, our structure would like be way different. So I think that that is important. I think that is what Jesus wanted them to do, create a structure for my, you know, for my church. But some of the other stuff, I think you're right. There's probably, we've probably, but anyways, anything else? Anybody got anybody else? All right. So I got three real quick rapid fire questions and then we can mm. hang it up. Number one, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers wants to quit the Packers for Jeopardy. What do we think? For Jeopardy? That's what he said. He wants to be full-time host of Jeopardy. <laughs> I didn't know that's why he was quitting. He did it. He did like four episodes, I think. Yeah, he was doing no, it for, I knew like, he, he I knew for he, like two weeks. I knew he did Jeopardy. I didn't know he wanted to quit the Packers because he wanted to do I, Jeopardy. He said something like that. Like, I would oh, rather host Jeopardy full-time than like play for... Ouch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's well. hilarious. Fire sell Aaron Rodgers on the Packers. Yes or no? Oh, he's leaving for sure. But right. I don't think he's going to be the full-time Jeopardy host. I think he's going to be a quarterback <laughs> somewhere else. I think that Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers next year because good things don't happen to the Bears. Ooh. But if he goes anywhere, he'll be in Denver. It's well, the only thing that makes sense. That leads me to my second rapid-fire question. Mm. Do the Bears have a real QB? Did they do something right for once? Traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Ended up being a bad idea. Traded up for Justin Fields. What do we think? Well, I have ordered a Justin Fields jersey. Um, even though he has not even been officially issued a number. Um, I think Justin <laughs> Fields... That <was> just stupid. <laughs> no, no. They he's just going to be number one? No, no they, they wait. They just say... Oh. They, they wait until like August. They're like, hey, we'll send you this jersey after they know what oh, number it's going to be. Yeah, I yeah. But um, so you didn't buy it for the number, is what you're saying? No, 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 I didn't buy it for <laughs> okay. the number. Uh, I always buy my jerseys <clears throat> for the number only, and then whoever's the number on the team, that just you just switch it up, the, cross yeah. it up. Yeah. So no, I don't think that they have a franchise quarterback because, as previously stated, good things don't happen to the Bears. Uh, having said that, I am fully bought in because I am just extremely thankful as a Bears fan that they at least tried something. I was fully just embracing myself for like four months of buildup of me just being like, oh, Andy Dalton. I mean, we were making up nicknames for him, AD14, just so he sounded cooler. Um, I thought it was going to be a year that like literally... I knew that it was a waste of a year before it started. And now at least I'm like, okay, they tried something. I have some glimmer of hope and I am very grateful for that. But do I think he's the answer? No. But that's Uh, the next part though. Well, should he sit? Answer it. Oh, go ahead. I didn't know you didn't. Sorry. I don't get to answer. Go do it. Um, Well, I don't, I, the only thing I know about it is that he's better than whoever went number three, that Trey Lance dude. I was like, Trey Lance is a poor man's Justin Fields. So yeah. he'll be better than that guy. But I don't know if he'll so actually be good. He'll so just be better think, than that guy. You're thinking he's like this year's Deshaun Watson. It fell because the people didn't really think he was as good. Actually, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, down with comparison. that. I mean, other that's than the, the Bill Cosby stuff. You know, but, yeah. or whatever he was. Oh, doing. that's that's all I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you get him for four good uh, years, and bam, he's out. Yeah. So that's um, the question: Does he sit, or should do? Should they start him right away? Yes, so you have to start him right away. Uh, Matt they should start. Matt Nagy has to start him right away. I mean, his job is on the line. Ryan Pace, same way. They can say all this stuff they want about Andy Dalton's our starter and blah, 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 blah. If Justin Fields looks 75% as good as Andy Dalton, he should be under center. I agree with that. 
All right, last one. What's the best snack food? I'll let you go, does, Piano Man. Does peanut butter count? Yeah. Why not? Peanut butter. I like to just eat it off a spoon. It's delicious. Peanut butter? Protein. That's, right. why I'm jacked. Your, That's why I'm jacked, bro. I see your <laughs> peanut butter, and I raise you Nutella, the hazelnut spread. The only thing that's better about peanut butter is it takes longer to eat a spoonful of peanut butter. Spoonful of Nutella just like melts right off, and then you're like, "Oh no, I need another one." And then you've had six, and you're like, "Oh no." You can use peanut butter like a condiment, though. Like you can dip apples in it. You You can can use it as a condom. I use it as a condom. Yeah. Yeah. I was the gonna say I was gonna you say I mean. popcorn because like you can have kettle corn, you can have like super butter popcorn, you could have like uh, Cracker Jacks where it's got caramel on it and chocolate and all that stuff. To I'm me, just glad I get to edit. Nah, you keeping that in? Uh, no edit. Yeah, popcorn's good too. Popcorn is good too. Uh, I just think because you can also black. eat a lot of popcorn. And it's not like super bad for you, generally speaking. I mean, there's some things you can eat that are definitely gonna be bad. But wait, is popcorn really not that bad for you? Yeah, ca- popcorn's super low calorie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you throw a ton of butter on it, that's a different ball no, game. Like kettle, that's why I thought corn, it would have it. Kettle corn is like not that bad for you, yeah. dude. What about the uh, popcorns that you used to get uh, when you were a kid that had like the divider in it? It was like caramel and then there was the cheddar yeah. popcorn you know what i'm saying there's yep. another good snack food that we mentioned on a previous episode that's samoas <laughs> samoas mm. yeah are you out officially of your girl scout cookies that you were trying to get your wife to hide from you i don't know uh i found some at one point and then they were gone <laughs> um there might be more because i know she got like a bunch and i don't think they we've eaten them all but i don't even want to know all right well boys guys it's been an hour you want to send us off we're back baby send us your questions send us your critiques send us your top 25 reasons you missed us and uh that's it peace Magic in the attic is back at it again You're just chilling to the rhythm And then the comes in Sit right back and just have a good time Listen to the music and let your feelings fly Grab one of your friends and just sing and dance, sing and dance till the night ends in sweet romance. Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. Stop now, we're doing this all night long Cause I just want to laugh it all away Cause I get this feeling that it is going to stay Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time It's a beautiful day outside, so come play Soak up the sun and think about the things of the day about you all that I can run.
running in circles around and around in my head. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time.